Welcome to PIWC Worcester's podcast. Thank you for joining us. We pray that in your time spent with us, you will be blessed and edified even as we grow in faith. Please enjoy and may the Spirit illuminate your hearts. begin to speak in the language of the spirit just for one minute begin to speak in the of the spirit as the word of the lord comes get your mind ready get your heart ready to receive what god has prepared for his church delve deeper delve deeper delve deeper because the lord is going to make us so high today in the name of jesus delve deeper delve deeper Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, your presence is heavy in this room, God. And we acknowledge your presence this morning. We acknowledge your power that is with us. We acknowledge that you are here, Lord God. 30 more seconds. Press, 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 press. Get your mind ready. Get your heart ready. Get your spirit ready. In the name of Jesus. Hey, Jesus is here. Jesus is anything can happen. Anything can happen. Hey, hey, anything can happen. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. Cause Jesus is here. Jesus is the atmosphere. The atmosphere. The atmosphere. The atmosphere of heaven is here. Of heaven is here. The atmosphere. The atmosphere. The atmosphere. The atmosphere of heaven is here. Of heaven. Anything can happen right now. Anything can happen. Yes, Lord. Mandela the Bull. Anything can happen. Jesus, 
happen. Yes, God. Anything can happen. Because Jesus is here. Jesus is here. Miracles can happen. Miracles can happen. Healing can happen. Miracles will happen. Because Jesus is here right now. Your presence is here, Lord God. So, Lord, cause it to happen in your name. The atmosphere of heaven is here, Lord. Oh, Jesus. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. And it must happen because the presence of the Almighty is here. Holy Spirit is here to do something great. He is here to do something mighty, something mighty that we have not thought of, that we have not imagined. Anything, anything, anything. Lord, I need you to do it in my life today. Oh, anything can happen. Jesus, Jesus is here. Come on and give God a praise. Come on and give God a praise. Come on and give God a shout. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Come on, do I have people that have been delving deeper, that are ready to soar higher in the grace and the power of the Almighty God? Shout unto God. Hey, hey, hey. Something is happening this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank the Lord. Let's turn our scriptures quickly to Matthew 16. The book of Matthew 16. And let us be ready to receive the word of the Lord this morning. Delving deeper, soaring higher. Hallelujah. Delving deeper. Soaring higher, delving deeper, soaring higher. Praise be to the Lord. And today marks day seven, the halfway mark of our fast for Shiloh 2021. And God is going to do something great and teach us something great this morning. Matthew 16, 13 to 19. Matthew 16, 13 to 19. And when Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that the Son of Man I am? So they said, Some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, others Jeremiah, and one of the prophets. And he said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades or hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed 
in heaven. And let God's people shout, Amen. Beloved, I'm going to preach on the topic today, the power and the mandate of the church. The power and the mandate of the church. So the scripture that we just read, a lot of us are very well versed with it, and we know it. We treated it a couple years ago. And it entails the discourse between Jesus and his disciples. And the question Jesus asked his disciples was, who do people say I am? I have been here with you. I have been walking with you. I've been on the face of the earth for 30 plus years. And I've been doing ministry for some years now. So who, what is the perception of people of me? And the answers they gave Jesus was at no surprise to him. Say, they said, some say that you are John the Baptist. Some say that you are Elijah. And others say that you are one of the prophets. I think these answers are very interesting. Because the answers they're given about Jesus is not in reference to who Jesus is. It's not about the uniqueness of who Jesus is. They could have said, you are a prophet of God. But they're saying that he is just another prophet that has just reincarnated. Hallelujah. But they ignore to understand the fact that Jesus was more than a prophet. Hallelujah. He was not just a prophet. He was also a priest. He was not just also a priest. He was also a king. And they did not understand that about Jesus. Hallelujah. So Jesus, we're not going to see you as somebody special, as a special prophet. We just think that you are one of the prophets that has just reincarnated in our time. Hallelujah. So Jesus switched the conversation and asked his disciples, but what do you say that I am? Who do you say? Those that have been walking with me, those that have seen me do the miracles, who do you say that I am? Beloved, there's something that we must understand. That when Jesus asked this question, he wanted to know what the people that he's been walking with, those that he's been um, showing himself to, what they think of him. So then Peter says that you are the Christ, the anointed one. You are the Messiah. You are the Savior, the Son of the living God. Jesus, you're not only a prophet, but you are a priest and a king. Hallelujah. Yes, many people may see you as the son of a carpenter, so they don't associate you with the priesthood of God. Yes, they may see you as the son of Joseph, and you were just raised up in Bethlehem. That has no relevance in the clan of Judah. But we see you as the, as the son of the most high God. So book of Hebrews 7, 16 to 17 says, Jesus has become a priest, not on the basis of legal requirement concerning bodily de uh, descent, but by the power of an indestructible life. For it is witness of him that you are a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. So Jesus' priesthood has nothing in alignment to the laws that came with the Levite clan. Even though, yes, he was found in that same family. Yes, he was not acknowledged as having a father who has done priestly duties. But he was in the order of the priesthood of Melchizedek. He came before the Levite clan was uh, set up. Hallelujah. And his kinship we are made to understand in Micah chapter 5 verse 2. But you, Bethlehem, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are, are from old, 
from the ancient times. So we are made to understand that Jesus is in alignment with what prophecy said about who the Messiah will become. Not just a prophet, not just a priest, but also a king. Now John the Baptist was accepted as a prophet of God because his father was Zechariah. So yes, we can acquaint to that. We can relate to that. We saw your father perform priestly duties. But with Jesus, that was not the case. But praise be to God that the, God the Father himself revealed to Peter what the Son of God is. So Jesus said, blessed are you, Simon Barjona. Flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I also will give to you, I also say to you that you are Peter, you are Petros, you are a stone. And on this rock, the whole stone, I am the Christ. On the rock, the confession that you have made that I am the Christ, I am the son of the living God. I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Beloved, the church belongs to Jesus Christ. The church is for Jesus Christ. And he is the one that is doing the building. Hallelujah. But you and I have been accounted as living stone being built up into a holy temple that can be presented unto the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. Upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not prevail against it. I just want to make this statement. The church was and is the original intent and plan of the redemption story. The church was and is the original intent and plan of the redemption story. It is not an afterthought or a mere happenstance because of the stiff neck and necks of the Jews. It wasn't just about saving the Jews. It was about saving the world. And it was the plan of God all along. So the plan of God from the beginning all along was the church. Hallelujah. The people from Africa, people from Jamaica, people from Europe, people from Asia, people from Australia will come to the saving knowledge of the grace of Jesus Christ. So when God said in Genesis 3.15, and I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed, and he shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. He was talking about the church. When he said to Abraham, Abraham, get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to the land that I will show you and I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great and you shall be a blessing. I'll bless those who bless you and I'll curse those who curses you and in you all the families of the church of the earth will be blessed. He was talking about the church and I love what Isaiah says in Isaiah 49 6. It says, it is too small a thing that you should be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to restore the preserved ones of Israel. I will also, hallelujah, give you as light to the Gentiles that you will be my salvation to the ends of the earth. So the original plan of redemption was not just for the Jewish people, was not just for Abraham and his seed, it was for you and I, hallelujah. And that was what God has professed. And let me, let me read the message Bible, it makes you so sweet. It says, but that's not a big enough job for my servant just to recover the tribes of Jacob and merely to round up the strays of Israel I'm setting you up as a light for the nations so that my salvation becomes global. God had a global plan, but the Israelites thought it was just a national plan. God had a plan to save people from all walks of life and that is the church. So they missed it. They were expecting the king that will come and save them from their oppression. 
a king that will come and restore just the Israelites. But God says, I have far more greater things than you think. I have come to save all of the world. Hallelujah. It is not just enough. It is too small of a thing. We serve a big God. And just saving one nation is too small of a thing for him. So he had a global plan to save the church. Hallelujah. So what is the church? The church in the Greek is called ecclesia or ecclesia. And it's often referred to as a gathering of citizens called out from their homes into a public place. So in the, in the Greek society, when there was a call out of citizens from their homes to a public place or an assembly, it was considered to be a church. It also means those who are summoned and called together by the herald for the discussion and decision of public businesses. So the key phrase here is called out. Called out. Beloved, turn to your neighbor and let him know that you've been called out. I know there's sometimes a negative connotation to being called out. When I was a youth and when I was going to high school, when your teacher calls you out in class, that means you're in trouble. So when you get called out, everybody go, ooh. That is just to embarrass you. That is to call you out for doing something wrong in the church. But this call out is exceptional. Hallelujah. It, it, it calls out and tells identification. So you have been identified by God. This calls out and tells separation. He also separates you and consecrates you. This calls out and tells qualification. Not only has God identified, not only has he separated, not only has he qualified you, but he also concentrates you and gives you a purpose. So we have identification in the call-out, separation in the call-out, qualification in the call-out, and concentration in the call-out. So when God says, I am calling out a people for myself, ecclesia, a called-out people, he is talking about people that he has identified and he has separated and qualified and given them a purpose and agenda for the kingdom of God. So in essence, the church is a gathering or assembly or body or congregation of all people Jews and Gentiles, men and women, children and elderly who are called up from the world by God into his kingdom to be a reflection of him. So our call out is to be a reflection of God. And the question for us as a church is, as you as a church is, are you reflecting Jesus? In whatever capacity you find yourself, at your workplace, are you reflecting Jesus? In your marriage, are you reflecting Jesus? In your parenting, are you reflecting Jesus? As a child, are you reflecting Jesus in your attitude? That's what we've been called. The church is also the whole company of God's elect. Somebody say, I am the elect of God. So one thing I want us to understand is, church, when you see a brother or a sister in the body of Christ, don't look down on them. They are the elect of God. They are the called out of God. They are the separated ones of God that God has identified, has qualified, and has given a purpose to. So all you need to do is to pray for that individual that God help them to see you clearly. We don't have enough time to quarrel with each other, to fight among ourselves, to, to go back and forth, taking, um, making complaints about unnecessary things you are the elect of the almighty god 
Whether old or young, you are the elect and you got to carry yourself as that. And that's the problem we have in our nation today. That when you're put in a certain office, you're supposed to carry yourself a certain way. Hallelujah. Delivered. If you're going to be mad about the president of the United States not carrying himself to the title of his leadership position, then we also got to reflect on ourselves as Christian and be mad about ourselves when we don't reflect God in his kingdom in this world. More is required of us. We are the elect of God. It is the whole company of God's elect. Those who he, he has called out to be his people under the new dispensation. Who have responded in obedience to the call of repentance. And have accepted and confessed Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. So there are several components or references that you see in scripture. We call it, they have the universal church, which is the church worldwide. This is the church, the whole body of Christ, which Christ is the head of the church. You can also have a church situated in certain regions. So we have the church in Asia, the church in Europe, the church in America, because we are situated in a specific region. We also have the local church, and that's the most important thing. And most of the issues we find in the church are found in the local church. Hallelujah. Beloved, there's one thing that we need to understand. If people have been called out and people have been separated by God, there's going to be people issues. There's going to be people issues. So if we don't have the mind of God and the heart of Christ, we're going to look down on the local church and think this local church is not reflecting who God wants it to be. So when we look from the, from the point of view of God on the church, God does, does, doesn't isolate the church of Pentecost or, or, or the, the, the Baptist church or the Methodist church. He sees a whole body. So what is the agenda and purpose of the church of Pentecost that you have been called to? What part of the body is the church of Pentecost supposed to function in the body of Christ? So if the church of Pentecost does not perform its agenda, whether we are the eye, whether we are the feet, whether we are the mouth, if we don't do what we've been called to do, then we are hurting the whole body of Christ. And that's something that we need to understand. So the local church is a place where believers come together frequently in fellowship and worship. Hallelujah. I understand things have changed and COVID-19 is coming. But coming together of believers is biblical and it is needed. Online service cannot make up for the meeting together of God's people. It's just circumstances that have made it happen. Hallelujah. So those of you watching online, we are praying that you have the, the opportunity to join us in fellowship. Hallelujah. And be a part of this family. Amen. It is also a group of the Lord's people assembled together in worship. Hallelujah. Again, remember the church was the original intent and plan of the redemption story. God's plan was to save the whole world and not the Jews. So now let's see the birth of the church. Let's turn our scriptures to Acts chapter 2 quickly, verse 1 to 8. It says that when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all together with one accord in one place. And suddenly there was a sound from heaven or as of a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, one sat upon each of them, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit, began to speak with other tongues, and as the Spirit gave them utterance. Verse 5, and there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. Everybody say every nation under heaven. And when this sound occurred, hallelujah, 
When this sound occurred, the multitude came together and were confused because everyone heard them speak in the, his own language. Then they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, Look, are not all of these who speak Galileans? And how is that we hear each in our language in which we were born? So the birth of the church happened on the day of Pentecost. Beloved, I want you to know that the same Holy Spirit who initiated the birth of Jesus Christ, the same Holy Spirit who initiated the ministry of Jesus Christ, that same Spirit is the one that initiated the birth of the, of the, of the church. And therefore, as a church, we cannot do anything without the Spirit of God. We need more and more of the Spirit of God. So Scripture says that when the promise had fully come, there was a sound that drew men from every nation. PIWC, my prayer is that there will be a sound in the city of Worcester from this church. There will be a mighty rushing wind of, of the Spirit of God from this church that will draw men, draw men from all tribes, from all creeds, from all nations, that they will come and see and know that we have a Lord that reigns forever. The Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And so as they were drew near, Peter had the opportunity to share the gospel of Jesus with them. And Bible says that 3,000 souls were added to the church. Now let us jump into the power of the church. Holy Spirit, the initiator of the church. Holy Spirit, as a matter of fact, he was critical, the initiator of creation. Birth Jesus, birth Jesus' ministry, and he has also birth the church the power of the church number one we must understand that the church has regained the authority that we lost in the garden when we disobeyed God so in Genesis 1 28 when God says be fruitful and multiply fill the earth he also says that have dominion over the fish of the sea over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth God gave man dominion God gave man the power to rule and reign over the earth but in our disobedience we relinquish that power to the enemy hallelujah so when Jesus resurrected from the grave praise be to God he says, I have all power. Hallelujah. So let's jump to Matthew 28. Matthew 28, 18 to 20. Then Jesus came to them and said, all authority. Somebody say authority. All power in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you to the very end of the age. Power in this context, in this reading, is exousia. And we've heard about exousia from our pastor. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It is the ability or strength with which one is endued to possess or to exercise. So when God gives you authority, you must exercise that authority. The sad thing is... God has given the church authority, but the church is sitting down. God has given the church power, but we are sitting down and watching the world take over the affairs of what we see around us. Also, exousia means the power of authority to influence or the power of right. The power or authority to influence 
or the power of right. Beloved, as kingdom men and women, we must understand our rights in the things of the Lord. So as we delve deeper and we go deeper into God's word and in prayer, you must execute every right you have in the kingdom of God. Bible says that you will live and you will not die, but to declare the goodness of the Lord. If there's something going on in your body, you say, I am healed by the stripes of Jesus. Hallelujah. And, and begin to declare and decree the rights that you have in Christ Jesus. If you don't know your rights, you will always be taken advantage of. So most of us, when we get pulled by, over by the police, since we don't know our rights, we just let them do whatever they want. But those that know their rights, I've, I've, I've seen some videos of people that know their rights and do, they do it just to annoy the police. Like seriously, they do it just to annoy them. They know their rights and they'll ask, why did you pull me over? They'll ask, what is the reason? And the police will say something. Well, you can't detain me, officer, because this and this and that. Beloved, we must get into the word and know our rights that we have in God. So we can exercise those rights in every area of our lives in the name of Jesus. So if there is something going on in your life that you know is not right, you have the right to proclaim and to decree. Jesus says, I'll give you the keys of the kingdom. Whatever you bind will be bound in heaven. Hallelujah. We also have the right and the authority to influence. It's crazy in our world today with social media, we're being influenced by others outside of the kingdom of God. While God has called you and I to be influencers. He has given us the authority to be influencers. So whatever God has placed in you, he's asking you to influence others with. This Jesus that you have found as a church, we must influence those outside of the world, not them influencing us. Hallelujah. It's also the power of rule or governments. The power of rule or government. If Jesus is the king of kings and the Lord of lords, and he reigns over the world, and he has his kingdom and his domain, and we belong to the body of Christ, if he is the king and he's the head of the church, then that means the church also is king and queens in him. And we have the power to rule and the power to, of government. So Elder Ento preached and says that in order for us to operate in that, in that capacity, we must have renewal of minds. We must have renewal of minds because the mind is the battleground. So unless our minds are changed, unless our minds are aligned to the things of God, unless our mind is, is aligned to who God thinks of us and how God sees us, we will always walk as mediocre people when God has called us to rule and reign. Number two, the church has the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Matthew 69, Jesus says, I'll give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you lose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Keys is a sign of authority. It means he has given us custodial authority over everything that we see in our lives. Keys are ineffective if you don't find the lock to use it on. 
Beloved, we have keys in the church of God. We have keys in the kingdom of God. And whatever we see in our lives, that needs to be unlocked. God says you have a key for it. Begin to unlock it in the name of Jesus. Whatever things you're seeing in your life that are not of God, God says you have the keys to close and lock that door and prevent that thing to happen in your life. Keys to give permission and keys to refuse permission. We have that power in the kingdom of God. So as this message is coming on, begin to think yourself differently. Begin to see the church in a different scope. It's not just a mere gathering of people just to come and lift up our hands and worship. There is something more to the church than that. We must exercise authority. We must reign and rule as God demanded of us. We must open doors and close doors. What doors need to be opened in your life? Today we declare in the name of Jesus, you have the key. I have the key. The church has the key. And we must unlock those doors in the name of Jesus. Unlock those doors in the name of Jesus. Number three, the power of the church. Number three, authority over Satan's and demons. Authority over Satan and demons. Luke 10, 19 says, Behold, I give you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power. Somebody say all the power of the enemy and nothing by any means hurts you. God has given you the power, not of fear, but he has given you the power of authority. I don't know what demon is fighting against your family, fighting against your children, fighting against your academics, but that demon does not belong to you. That demon has, is in the wrong address, and he must go wherever he came from. Hallelujah. And God says that he has given us authority over those demons. So we must command and decree and declare for them to go. Hallelujah. Why? Because your name has been written in the Lamb's book of life, and you reign with Jesus Christ in heavenly places. Hallelujah. Your name is written in the Lamb books of life. So Jesus says that don't, don't jubilate because you're casting out demons. And sometimes as a church, that's what we want to see. Oh, go. Oh, wow, power. He says jubilate because your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. And since our names are written in the Lamb's book of life, we can do everything that the Lamb requires of us to do. Hallelujah. Behold, you have the power over all, all of Satan's power. So your power exceeds that of Satan. Your power exceeds that of the kingdom of hell. Your power exceeds that of the demons and the witches that are fighting against your family. So it is time that we execute that power and show the victory that we have won. Bible says that do not fear the thirst of the devil. Do not fear the devil. Do not fear his attacks. Because God says the enemy will come in like a flood. But the spirit of the Lord will raise a standard against him he has given us the shield of faith to deflect and to diffuse every fiery dart and arrow of the enemy hallelujah so if we walk by faith the enemy cannot come near us it says the gates of Hades shall not prevail against the church of God that means death cannot prevail against you Bible says that even if we die in this flesh hallelujah we are just sleeping we are just taking a nap because we know when the sound of the trumpet goes off hallelujah the dead in Christ will be caught up with him and we shall live with him forever so our fear is not of death hallelujah we cannot fear death because the greater one lives in us and number four the power of the church he has given us the power to do somebody said the power to do 
the power to do. One of my sisters shared on our youth line, she says that her favorite scripture was, um, I can do all things in Christ Jesus who strengthens me. Hallelujah. And she says that's a scripture that her mom made her quote every single day when she drops her off at school. So let's turn to the book of Acts, chapter 1, verse 8. Book of Acts 1, 8. But ye shall receive power. Somebody shout power. After the Holy Spirit is come upon you, and ye shall be my witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem, in all Judea, and in Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the world. The power to do. Praise be to God. And I love that our Deacon Richard was preaching on Sunday. He touched this part a little bit. That this power is dunamis. Somebody say dunamis. Is the strength or power to do or to perform. So with this power, we have the power to perform miracles. Hallelujah. So Matthew 16, 17 says, And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils, and they will speak in new tongues. They shall lay their hands on the sick, and they shall recover. This morning we pray, if there is anyone sick among us, by the power of the Almighty for us to do, by the power of the Holy Ghost, we shall lay our hands on you, and you shall recover. You will lay your hands on yourself, and you will recover in the name of Jesus. These signs must follow those that believe. Hallelujah. Not only does it give us the power to perform miracles, it also gives us the power for moral excellence. The power for moral excellence. Jesus says that, be holy for I am holy. So the righteousness that we have received from Christ, he has given us the power to walk in that same righteousness. Beloved, what are you struggling with? What is that sin that so easily entangles you and beset you? Jesus says that he has given you power. So scripture says that with every temptation, there is a way of escape. Begin to look for that way of escape. Begin to look for that way of escape because he has given you power to escape that temptation. Young people, let us not wallow in our sin. Let us not sit around and say, oh, this thing there, when I grow older, maybe God will take it away. He has given you power now. When you came to the saving knowledge of the Lord and he baptized you into the kingdom of God, he gave you that power to overcome. And we must indeed overcome. Also, he has given us the power to do, power to influence, which belong to riches and wealth. My God. Power to influence. Somebody say power to influence. Bible says that money answereth all things. God has given us all the riches of heaven. And he says that he has given us the Holy Spirit as a deposit of our riches, of our inheritance in heaven. And if the Holy Spirit is everything to Jesus, then we have everything in Christ Jesus. So beloved, don't look at your bank account and see yourself as poor. Don't look at your bank account and see yourself as broke. Every morning when you wake up, say, I am rich in the Lord. I am rich in the Lord. I am wealthy in the Lord. Why? Because I have all the riches of heaven. The power to influence which belong to riches and wealth. Number, two, number four, he has also given us the power and resources arising from numbers. This is important. As a church, God has given us every resource that we need. Whether it's financial resource, whether it's resources for ministry, 
God said he will provide every resource that we need. So when you're sitting there, look at yourself that I am a resource for the kingdom of God. So what is God calling you to do? What is God asking you to do as a resource of the kingdom of God? Beloved, begin to unleash it, unleash it, so that we may see the growth of the Lord at the church of God. I want to rush through as time is not on our side. He has also given us power consistent in resting upon armies and forces. We are the army of the living God. Hallelujah. We are, we are supposed to take over nations. We are supposed to win and fight battles for the kingdom of God. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against us. Quickly, let us run through the mandate of the church. Number one, go and make disciples. Everybody say go and make disciples. So we read that in Matthew 28, hallelujah, verse 19. It says, go and make disciples of all nations. And that's one thing I love about the Church of Pentecost. We do not play with this commission, hallelujah. So everywhere you go, we have a church everywhere. We have a church everywhere. Because we believe that was the mandate of God for the church and the prophetic word he gave to the church when it was began, hallelujah. That we'll go out to all nations and proclaim the word. So we must go. Number two, the church must make disciples. The church must make disciples. The bulk of the work for the church is making disciples. Actually, I would say that is the most important part of the work. Yes, we are going. We are saving souls. We're populating the kingdom of God. But we must also teach these souls to remain in the kingdom of God. And as a church, if we don't focus on that part and teach and disciple and make people who come to the saving knowledge of God, students of God, students of Christ, students of God's word, we will lose them. So sometimes we see that the children, the young people are leaving. It's not that they're leaving. It's not that they don't want to be in the church. It's that they haven't been schooled. They weren't taken through the discipleship process. And that's a heartbeat of pastor. He told us in, in our Presbyterian meeting that this year we are going to be intentional about discipleship. Hallelujah. And discipleship means that you also must be willing to be taught. So the Bible says that as sincere children desire the sincere milk of the, of the word. So you must be willing to be taught. So we must go and make disciples. Hallelujah. And we must go to all nations. Young people, I want to charge you. Your college campus, your classrooms is full of all nations. Your schools are full of all nations. You're meeting people from Asia. You're meeting people from different, different parts of the world. So this all nation part has a part. You have a part to play. I have a part to play. When we go to work, we're meeting people from all nations. We must tell them about Jesus Christ, that they will come to the saving knowledge of God. The mandate of the church, number three, teaching of the word of God, prayer, and fellowship. We cannot emphasize this less than, more than what we've emphasized it to be. And this whole 14 days has been about that. Teaching of the word of God, going deeper in prayer, and going deeper in fellowship. And says, Bible says that in Acts 2.42, and they continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and breaking of bread and in prayers. They continued steadfastly. Word is continued. I know you prayed for an hour yesterday, but you must continue praying. I know you read your word for 30 minutes yesterday, but the word is continued. I know you fasted last week, but the word is continued. I know you fellowship with brothers and sisters in the Lord, but the word is continued. Hallelujah. We must continue in the word of God in prayer and in fellowship. Number four, we must influence the Lord, the world with the love of God and the power of God. And lastly, we must depopulate the kingdom of hell and populate the kingdom of God. This is the mandate of the church. This is the power that God has given to the church. Beloved, if he's a prophet and priest, he's also king. 
and he's the savior of your soul if you will hearken to his voice and welcome him in he will say he says he will give you power he says he will strengthen you to walk in his righteousness so if you're watching and you just want to accept the Lord as your personal Savior, just lift up your hand. Even if you're in the auditorium and you haven't fully given yourself to the Lord, you come to church all right, but you have not allowed him to be your Lord and Savior. Your parents tell you to come to church all right, but you don't have a relationship with the Lord. Just lift up your hand, lift up your hand real quick so we can do this session. Lift up your hand real quick. And if you're watching, just lift up your head, give your heart to the Lord, and say, Lord Jesus, I thank you that you came to die for me on the cross. Lord, I come to you as a sinner, and I repent of my sins. I declare that only you can save me, and only you can make me righteous. I surrender my life to you. Come be my Lord and Savior now and forever in jesus name amen beloved we heard a message today that the church has been given a susia that's his authority we want to experience that authority today whatever power god has given to you begin to exercise the authority to 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 influence the authority of right begin to exercise right now i want you to open up your mouth whatever you see in your life that is not of god begin to exercise that authority in the name of jesus you have the holy spirit residing in you i have the holy spirit in me we walk in your authority god we walk in your authority god we walk in your authority god we exercise our authority we are called to rule we are called to reign and this morning lord we align our minds to rule with you to reign with you in power in power he has given you physical and mental strength to rule and possess. In the name of Jesus. We also have the keys of the kingdom of heaven to open, to unlock, and to lock. Begin to exercise that power right now in the name of Jesus. If you are sick, unlock healing in the name of Jesus. If your children are going wayward, unlock right the, the purpose of being aligned with God's heart. If your marriage is going wayward, unlock the love of God in the name of Jesus. Unlock your breakthrough. We unlock, we unlock. We unlock scholarships for our students. We unlock a mindset, wisdom, oh God. We unlock, oh God, spirit of excellence in the name of Jesus. He has also given us authority over demons and, and Satan. And we pray this prayer tonight. Lord, we trample over every snake and scorpion. 
every venomous animal that has taken plague in our family, in our life, any venom of cancer in my body, oh God, I break loose in the name of Jesus. My prayer in the name of Jesus. Begin to pray, begin to pray, begin to pray. You have the authority. You have the authority over Satan and demons. We raise a standard. We raise a standard against the flood of the enemy. We raise a standard against the attack of the enemy. We shall not be fearful, but we walk in power. We walk in faith. Death shall not come near me. No pestilence shall come near my dwelling. And lastly, he has given us the power to do, the power to do, the power to perform miracles, the power to walk in moral excellence, the power to influence in riches and in wealth, the power of having resources that the church needs, the power of walking as an army of the Lord. Begin to exercise all the power to do, all the power to do. I don't know what struggles you have, whatever sin is holding you back. This morning, Jesus is saying that I have given you the power of moral excellence. I have given you my righteousness, so walk in it. I have given you my righteousness, so walk in it. The power of riches and wealth. Do you have a business idea? This year, 2021, God is saying, walk by faith. Do it, do it, do it. That business idea, God is saying, do it. God is saying, do it. What eyes have not seen, what ears have not heard, what has not entered into the minds of man. You've been called to influence. If you've been. One second. We want to pray for our young people. We want to pray for our young people. Myself included. God has called us to be influencers and not to be influenced by the world. So, young people, that's the chart that God has placed on us in this church. Hallelujah. So wherever you find your, your circle of friends, God is calling you to be an influencer in the name of Jesus. I don't care what peer pressure you're going through. God is saying that I have given you power and you are able to overcome. I have called you out. I have separated you. I have qualified you and I have given you a purpose. We want to pray for our young people and say, God, as you have separated them, as you have qualified them, cause them to walk in their purpose. That they will not be pulled astray from the purposes that you have aligned for them, Lord Jesus. That they'll begin to walk in the power. They'll begin to do what you have called them to do. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Lift up in your schools. In your school. On the playground ground on the basketball court in the football field in the classroom let them see you as a child of God let them see you as a kingdom child in the name of Jesus. And our last prayer, we're praying for PIWC Worcester. God has placed us here as a local church for a purpose. 
And we are praying that that purpose shall come to pass. In 2021, we must see the purpose of God. My passion and my sincere prayer for PIWC is that we will see the international word in the name of our church reflected in this congregation. God says that I have given you the nations. Hallelujah. So let us pray for our pastor. Let us pray for the leadership of the church. And let us pray for our church that we'll be triumphant, that we will go, we will make disciples, and we will do everything that God has called us to do. Lift up your voice in the name of Jesus. Healing will take place in PRWC. Prophetic will be seen among us. Revelation, understanding, wisdom, as we delve deeper, we are sorry. Soaring, 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 soaring to unimaginable places. Soaring, oh God, into different communities. Soaring into places that we never imagined. That is the right of the church. That is our portion. We bless your name, God. In the name of Jesus, lift up your hand. Miracles, signs, and wonders are to purchase the church. It should be the norm for us. What have you been asking of the Lord that has not happened? As the church, we declare in the name of Jesus that it happens today in Jesus' name. Are you barren? We pray for the seed of fruitfulness in the name of Jesus. Are you sick? We declare healing in the name of Jesus. Are you troubled in the mind? We declare soundness of mind in the name of Jesus. Are you going through financial challenges? We open the financial wealth of the heavenly gates and may the Lord pour out blessings upon blessings upon you in the name of Jesus. Are you fearful about that business venture? God is saying, take a step in me. Go and make, go and do, and it shall happen to the glory of the Lord. Whatever the Holy Spirit starts, he brings it to a finish. So if the Spirit has told you to do it, do it in the name of Jesus. And so, Lord, we receive the fullness of your power. We receive your authority. And not only that, we exercise your authority. And we do it in the name of Jesus. Yes, God, PRWC, we are walking in different heights. Yes, God, church, we are walking to different levels. Yes, church, we've been winged up and we are soaring in Christ Jesus. 2021 and the years of it will be glorious. And we bless you, Lord. We give you all the praise. We give you all the honor. In the matchless name of Jesus, have we prayed. Amen. Thank you once again for joining us. We pray that you were blessed. Click on the other episodes to continue on this journey with us. Don't forget to share and follow this podcast. God bless you.